That's not how I want to start things. That's All right. Well, we have a guest talking. About. Well, we haven't here. even introduced ourselves. All right. Let's start with yourselves. Okay. Here we go. That's uh. Hey, it's that's just life. We're back. You're listening to That's Just Life, a podcast exploring life, community, God, and friendship. This is episode three. We, we nailed it again. That's perfect. <laughs> well, one day I'll sit down and write something and we'll have like a legitimate intro and it will feel like a professional podcast. not going to lie. The way that you started the first one, that was awesome. I was beyond proud of my boy. And so and this is the second podcast now that you've said that to me. So thank you. I will receive it. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. All the creative side. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So I'm Adam. I'm Donovan. I'm Matthew. I was gonna, and we have a guest. Now it's your turn. I'm Matthew. <laughs> Thanks for the introduction. I was just going around the circle. I thought it was naturally my turn. It, no, that makes sense. We've never had a guest on our show before, so we're so glad that we're expanding our horizons into <laughs> a whole new market. I'm glad I get to be the guinea pig oh, yeah. of the guest market. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, you do better next time, guest wise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matt is one of my closest friends and we were going to be watching a basketball game and i just figured let's just multitask so both of you kind of get a little bit less it's it's like not a i'm just fitting you both into the one time that i have to hang out and do stuff which i'm sorry but also it's a pretty great idea i feel like yeah, I think it's a good idea, although I'm in Steinbach and it's 11 o'clock at night and I'm way past my bedtime, but Midnight Dad's Club. Midnight Dad's Club. <laughs> I, have, I have this, uh, let's call it a company, where me and my friends hang out at midnight, me and one friend mostly. What's up, Chris? And uh, he designs cool shirts and we wear cool shirts together where we hang out after our kids are in bed. And it's kind of the only time that I really have to hang out with my friends, which is perfect because I love hanging out at midnight. Matt loves hanging out at midnight. I love midnight. And I want to point out Donovan's wearing the Midnight Dad's Club shirt. He's repping it hard. I put it on very specifically for tonight, knowing that I was at least hanging out that way. And (laughs) Next time, just text us. Not that I'll be here next time. Do you have one? I have one. Oh, we're all part of the club? We're all part of the club. Yeah. It could have been so great. I've only made it to midnight one other time before. (laughs) And uh, otherwise, I'm long in bed by that point. So tonight, (laughs) I'll at least make it before sleep until midnight. So, What time do you normally wake up at? Depends what time I go to bed. But I really like to be up by five or if I can get up earlier, that's great. So Depending midnight, on how much sleep. Yeah, midnight's a stretch. Yeah, this str- doesn't feel good to have five hours of sleep. No, it's no. Fair. That doesn't feel good for you. It doesn't feel good for me. Oh, does it, eh? No. Okay. Well, so maybe you're one of those weirdos that need yeah. fi- five hours is great. No, it runs in the genes, but that is not my genes. Okay. Uh, I used to live on five hours when I lived in your house, Donovan. How was does it, that feel? Was it living though? No, it was. I was completely fine. My body okay. was fine at that point. It was it was young and in love and uh, now i'm old and in love but the love feels different i guess i can't <laughs> stay up till 2 a.m maybe you don't need to stay up till 2 a.m because uh, you guys know each other I get to, that's maybe that's part of it 
Or maybe you need to function as a husband wife with five little boys <laughs> ripping around. Yeah. I could also be it that sleep is mandatory at some point. Yeah. Can we talk about this later? I don't want to stay up till two. <laughs> yeah, sure. We're married now, like next week, some other year. <laughs> we still love cool. each other. We'll hash this out. It'll happen. Just not tonight. <laughs> so this is a good transition. Talk about marriage or talking about relationships. Oh, I thought you were saying because I did segue it into back in the day, a community living and whatever. <laughs> I, w- I thought you were saying that was a good transition. Well, but- both are good transitions. <laughs> so I think community living, which is clearly what we talk about here a bunch. That's why Adam and I started this podcast anyway, is because we lived together for a long time. Adam was one of my youth kids back when he was 15 with an Afro and uh, lived with us single, lived with us married, lived with us or married with children, I should say. And now we get to hang out at midnight, which is super rad. So we were talking a little bit before about this podcast and what we're, where we're going to head with it. So one of the things for me, maybe in the work that I do in terms of pastoring, is I got to deal with relationships all the time. And pose a, pro, pose a question, I guess, or the question that I've been thinking about, what is the point of marriage? Why do we have marriage? Why are we getting married? Why do people get married? What's the point of it? Our culture seems to say you just don't need to and just live together and that's fine. But I'm just wondering if one of the problems is that we've made marriage in and of itself to be the end goal. So mm. get married at 20 or 25 or 30 or 35, and then you've accomplished your goal. And if marriage is just the end goal, I think maybe there's a problem with that. That's my proposition. What do you think? I feel like I struggled with that question a lot before I got married. And like, why am I getting married? Like I could be single and do more. What would be the point other than just like, I like the prospect of guilt-free sex. Can I say that? Is that cool? That's, that's I, okay, like, yeah. These are one that's of the things a, I thought about as a, like, a young person. Like I feel like that, that's a perk. That's a pro. But like, why? That can't be the angle. That doesn't feel right. But it was a motivator. And I don't know where I heard it. I want to say Mark Driscoll, but I shouldn't say Mark Driscoll. I keep saying Mark Driscoll this <laughs> evening. But he influenced me for Rest better or worse back in the day. But he said something like marriage is for not for your happiness, but for your holiness. Mm. So that thought just really ruminated in my mind is like it's the iron shop sharpens iron. And I'd like to grow in character and endurance and all these things and being alone and not being a community and not being a relationship that doesn't happen outside of those things. You have to be in that. And there's nothing more intense than a marriage, at least in my short 35 years here on life. I have had a lot of Hey, I thought it was pretty awesome before I got married. I think we all did. Like, I never had any troubles with my friends or any fights or any, like, major issues. I'm like, I'm pretty great. Everyone likes me. I got married and I'm like, whoa, how do you not like me? How are you mad at me? Like, this has never been an issue. And then, like, slowly, like, oh, yeah, I have sinned too. I have issues. I'm very selfish. I didn't think about you very nicely. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. my journey with it so far. I could say more, but. Well, I think that's like, that's like one of the key points of it. I'm not sure if even that in and of itself is just to sharpen each other. Maybe it's not worth the investment if, if marriage is just to sharpen, but it's yeah. definitely a byproduct. At least that's what I would. Yeah. Or, or a significant piece of it. Yeah. Well, it made more sense for me to know like there was like an end goal that like this process of life is being refined and becoming more like Jesus and then partnering with my wife in that where I can help her grow and she can help me grow in a way that I could never do on my own. And I 
And it's a, it's a very unique relationship that, I mean, I don't know what if a single person, how they get that. I'm sure they do. I just don't live that life, but how, where they get that refinement living a single life. Hmm. But for me, it's been like, yeah, a huge growing to become more like Jesus. And like having like, I love finding tension and strife and trouble. And I mean, that's another reason why I like having renters in the basement because I constantly come across things where like, I'm annoyed at this person. How am I going to deal <laughs> with this? Do I need to talk about it? Do I need to confess something? And I only get that through being in close connection with people. So I feel like I get ample on opportunity to practice being like Jesus. Is that, I don't know. Yeah, I think, <clears throat> what do you thought? Someone else tell. Oh, I just don't, I, I agree. I'm trying to think of what did I feel as it like growing up into it or over my thoughts. Cause I don't think I ever had any hesitation or any negative thoughts or any pressure or any, but I got married was like 20, 21, like 14. Yeah. I was, but I didn't even think anything of, it's so like, this is, I don't know. I never had, an opinion and an opinion one way or another, or another necessarily. I just, I did have, I decided when I was 12 that I wasn't going to date until I was 16 just because I wanted to only, I mean, it's all dumb stuff, but I wanted to date only if I was ready to get married and then yeah, that when thought I at twelve. Was, when I was sixteen, I Amazing. mean, I was like trying to be like this super spiritual kid, and <laughs> Did then, you're good. And when I was <laughs> sixteen, I was just like, yeah, I, I yeah, I don't need to date anyone until until I'm gonna marry them, and I'm not getting married now, so uh, whatever. And then I dated Mandy when I was nineteen, whatever, and then we got married. So it was like, it just felt natural. I guess but you don't know anything different I don't, than that either. I think that's probably part of it too. I didn't, no idea. Which I think is, I think that's pretty rad because I think that's really unusual. And I think what the culture has maybe said is like sleep with everyone and find out who you're compatible with, which is also bizarre. Yeah. Because in having not like been in a relationship, you, you don't know what you're, what you're missing or you, you don't have the compare game. So it's like, oh, if only I had that that like that sort of doesn't exist it's a yeah i i use that i use that metaphor all the time because i've never had any alcohol either and i say i've never what? i've never known what i've missed just because i've never when i when i turn matt's age i will have alcohol that is my That's 35 35 I'm gonna taste some whiskey. Wait, is it the three of us together? Is yeah. that what we're doing? Or you the have three of us in like the whole world? Anyone who I've ever talked to about? Wait, we've never drank. Yeah. Why? It's, There's no reason. I just have dumb things that I don't do for no reason. But I'm pretty, that's, it's 2021, right? And it's a Monday. I checked. Yeah. So it's not a great day for drinking, but we're taking Monday off. Maybe Tuesday off. <laughs> Monday's always my day off. So oh, it's perfect. Yeah. Tuesday I mean, off, depending and, and on I've how never hard drank, you go. And I'm not going to get drunk. So it's going to be like, <laughs> we're going to take the day off for me to have like a, a little tiny half shot of whiskey, I think is basically. I'm there. I, 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 I think that's legitimate. <laughs> but it's, uh, people make fun of me and have very good rebuttals for the reason that I haven't. Oh, I've never, I've never had that. I don't have a need to have it. I'm just like, oh, that's not a very good argument. Uh it no, breaks think, down pretty quick, but I, it's pretty I know good you, marriage. I know you pretty good. 
like I've been around the block with you quite a number of times and you're someone who finds great value and worth in being a little different. And uh, there's people who change cultures and shift the way people think. You're just one of those people. You, you don't take just when someone says something, you know, it's like, okay, fine, I'll just do that. You're like, you have to think and you have to process and you have to push back. And that's what you've always done. So this is just another thing that you can kind of stick <laughs> it's just there. A, just a little thing. Yeah. Which, and is, I've ne- which is awesome. Never drank cream in my coffee either. That's very good. Never I ever. I would have to harass you about that because that'd no, be awkward. No, one time. But I like uh, I'll eat drink cappuccinos like crazy. So the most cream, right? Because that's awkward, They're, like contradictory. But it's not called coffee, right? It's <laughs> the loophole. It's, yeah. <laughs> see, that's the thing. It's not a. It's not real. Oh, so you did date other people, just not officially. So it was I like mean, friends with benefits. I, I, and I have been drunk, just not on wine or beer or alcohol. It was uh, a loophole. Yeah, I didn't know what it was. There's loopholes. <laughs> But I, but I do think so. So the marriage thing, it is. I mean, I loved it. I, I love not, yeah, just dating, and then first person I dated and married. Like that's awesome. Yeah, that's right. And and then out of that, I feel like, like what Matt was saying about, you don't really know the depth of what relationship actually is until you're married, or the depth of your crap or -hmm. even how to address that within like in a healthy way in a relationship i mean okay so i have like okay so let let me just move the proposition along so being single clearly in the bible there's lots on being single and paul's like be single if you can be single yeah and and rip so this is kind of where my belief or my thought comes on like like mission is really important. So there's all the scriptures that people throw out there of like, God has a plan for you and he has, this is where you go to. So I think in the context of when you are single, we live out the mission that God has given us with God. But if God gives you a mission that you cannot fulfill or accomplish uh, apart from, or when we get married, then there's a a mission that I think we together are supposed to have. Mm -hmm. And I think that becomes important together we have with God. So the way I view it is like, it's not being married or being single, one better, one not. It's like, sometimes people want to get married and they don't. So they just wait with their lives and do nothing, sort of, do mm-hmm. nothing, hoping to get married. And they're like, it's a desire of my heart, so I'm just going to wait. And I think it's just it's backwards. I think run after God and fulfill what he's asking you to fulfill. And if you need a partner in crime for the mission that God has called you to, he'll bring you a partner. I I have a story. My super good friend, um, him and I, we, he's from Germany, lived here in Steinbach area when we lived here. And he was just ripping after God. We'd meet every week or two and we'd study scripture and look at that. And one day he said, I got to move to Israel. I don't know why. It's the only place that I feel I can be at home and I'm supposed to help Jews find their way back to Israel. I'm like, Alex, that's a, that's ridiculous, but awesome. Like, <laughs> You really think? He's like, yeah, I don't know why. I just, that's all that I can think about. I have to do it. So he moves out there, joins an organization, helping Jews find their way back, meets the only girl probably in the world that has the same calling and is his age with the same organization at the same time. And they're on mission together. And what do they do? (laughs) They date and they get married. So I had the joy a year and a half ago. They're married. They went to Israel. He toured me all throughout. Then she brought a bunch of friends out there because they just want people to come and encounter and experience, but they're on mission. So 
all their finances, like extra, like it goes to this, like bringing their friends, it goes to this, where they invest their research and their thinking and their prayer time, it all goes to this mission that they have together. And I think marriages miss it because we think once they get married, like, like that's the end of it. Hmm. But I think there's like mission. I think couples forget to ask God about mission. Hmm. So I think like raising children, clearly that's one part of mission. But if if just raising kids is the part of mission, there ends up also being somewhat of a struggle. It could be for a period of time, but it's like, if that's the end goal, then what happens when your youngest moves out of the house? Then the mission ends and you, it's got to be something greater that goes there. And so I think there's, I think that's a very valuable mission. I just think couples need to have mission. And I think this is like the very beginning in Genesis, Adam is given a mandate from God. You need to, take care of the garden and name the animals and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you need a helper because you can't do it. You're not that smart or good enough and you need someone. And so he makes Eve so they have a mission and they get to fulfill. And part of that mission was be fruitful and multiply. And that's really hard to have that as your mission to fill the whole earth um, as a male by yourself. So I think there's this part of it on, on how this works. So I think there's, that's not the only spot. I think there's evidence scripturally but i don't think it's just the goal is everyone get married or the goal is everyone stay single but i think everyone who is loving god or seeking him needs to have a mission from him and if you need a partner in crime to run with you we will and i wonder i wonder i'm not saying this is true i wonder if there's lots of people that are single that want to be married that actually just have kind of stopped living for god and just kind of waited for things to happen instead of live wholehearted for him yeah and that goes back to our dating stuff that we talked about in the house and do you remember what the advice was for dating on who to marry? No. Run as hard as you can after Jesus. Mm. And we're running as hard. Whoever's beside you, grab them and marry them. Oh, I've heard that probably from you. I probably. like that. And I think that actually, like I, I wouldn't have said I had this belief necessarily articulated this way. I just think maybe that's important. What What is your, just for right now, what is it within your marriage right now Do yeah you, is so, there a specific yeah ken and i yeah very clear so we are pastors church planting in winnipeg and we believe that what we are to do is to live our lives in such a way that the church can look and say like they're Im- imitating jesus and we can they can look and say that's an example so what that looks like for us is I'm doing the day-to-day and the pastoring and meet with people and Kendra prays up a storm and our connection that way is that. So when we are together, it's like, what did God show you? Is he saying anything? I'm, I'm working through this. I'm not sure what this next part is. And Kendra gives warning. She gives insight. She gives uh, random out of, out of nowhere. She's like, okay, I've been praying. And this, this thing comes up like for weeks and weeks on end. And I just, haven't been able to share it with you, but now I'm supposed to share. And she gives mm-hmm. like these timely words from God. But our mission is not about our marriage and or having sex or just our children. Our mission is actually this church that God has called us to mm-hmm. and our job there. And so that's that's our mission. Yeah. So we could say, oh, then Kendra has to jump in and, and be volunteering and working everything. No, no, no. It's obedience to God in the mission. And her job is to rest, care for our home make sure that's in order, make sure that the details are in order so that I can put the extra time in my giftedness in the other areas mm-hmm. and together it marries it. Yeah. Otherwise, if we're not on a mission together, she's just going to be frustrated when I'm here doing a podcast late at night and she's at home getting kids 
to bed that she'll just be frustrated. But on mission together, she's like, no, you need to go. Or actually, I need you home. Uh, or I don't yeah. think it's a good use of time. So that's how we line up. Yeah, no, that's... I, th- I think I sometimes can kind of get get missed or not even talk. Like, oh, you passed her church, so she's the pastor with me or whatever. But there's just like so much a bigger role that we don't necessarily value or even yeah. put, put words to in, in pastor's wife or whatever. Or even just that, you just say that that's, I guess pastoring is your mission. But you just explained it even a deeper, deep, like a another level to it. It's not. Well, and Kendra too, like the word from God for her forever has been rest. Which is like, how does that work? So she's she's barely involved in anything that the church would see. Like she's there for one service. We have three, like, and she's she's barely there. But God is saying, you're going to learn how to rest, learn how to rest, which is part of the healing for her. And then what she learned is that she's actually loves to pray and loves to be quiet with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And we would say, no, no, you got to come to church and pray with all the people and be at the big prayer meetings. And she's like, actually, all of that really distracts me from hearing God. Like I just need to get quiet with him and be with him. And so she just consistently and faithfully mm-hmm. has grown to love it. And if I was kind of a wiener, I'd be like, no, you need to be there. Like, you don't make me look good when you're not on stage, like right beside me. And you should be <laughs> preaching. And I've said that to her. Uh, you should be preaching or you should this. And it's like kind of unfair because we're seeking God on how do we do this. And I know lots of pastors who husband and wife are not on the same page. And they're mm. just in two different worlds running their two different things and barely like each other. Yeah. Huh. That sucks. Yeah. yeah. I feel like when I think of the word mission, it feels like super strong to me. I'm like, do I have a mission? Do I? What, what am I doing? What's my mission? I'm trying to just like rack my brain. But I think, and I think I we do have a mission. But it's kind of like how you said it. It looks it's different. It's gonna be different for everybody. And for me and Josh, we're just day to day, season to season. We're just trying to obey God and what we're being called to do right now. And so when Josh got the called to work here at church it meant a big shift in our life because she had now worked weekends and i'm used to being self-employed and like hey let's do whatever i got some extra cash let's go to grand forks let's do this do that let's take a week off and now it's like nope we have to stick around and you only get two weeks of vacation a, a year or whatever like i liked the freedom before but that was like we talked about it and it was like an instant like prayer thing like yes you have to take this job this is this is what you've needed and now I'm at home with the boys on the weekend and I love it. It's our time together and I've poured into the boys. So it's serving her so she could do that. And I just, whatever, I feel blessed that I can just be at home with my boys. That's a great time too. But yeah. then she gets to serve here as well. Hmm. And well, now I, yeah. I think what you're doing is you're just actually discovering also like what the mission is. So it's like yeah. you try things and you explore and you oh, wonder. Totally. And it's not just yeah. you get married at 20 or 14, Adam, and then that's it. Like you, you, you don't necessarily know. You didn't know you're going to have five boys. You didn't know that you were going to be living out here forever or live with us. You didn't know the struggles and challenges you go through. You didn't know those things. But then all of that, it's teaching and shaping. And mm-hmm. God is putting this thing together to lead it. So I, I'm, mm-hmm. don't hear me say, you have to have a mission today. Hear me say, totally. you need to listen to God and know that it's not just to be married, that God has more. Right. So Kendra and I and our family now have a mission. And the mission we have is we want to love our neighbors extravagantly. Mm-hmm. We want intimate personal relationships with all of our neighbors and we want them in our home. And so 
And it's, it, it's not for conversion even. It's not that, although we want them to know our Savior. We want them to know, know God and why we love living. But actually, we want to love them and fulfill lots of what Scripture says because it gives us great joy. And we want them in our homes. We want to be together. We want to be the best neighborhood in the whole city where everyone's like, I want to live on that street because mm. they love each other well and they're awesome. And That's now, cool. like, two of my neighbors or maybe three are going to come running and or biking with me. And it's going to give us a chance to fulfill part of the scripture, which is, are they seeing us loving one another as Christians mm-hmm. and people that don't know God? Can they look in and say, I want that love relationship that you have? And we're trying to live that out and fulfill it. And I think as a family, it's awesome. So one of us sees someone, someone outside, we just right away go outside. And as soon as the conversation's there, we're like, oh man, we're, I don't know what you call us. We're like, bugs to a light we all just come ripping out we want to meet our neighbors because we're all on mission and it's not (laughs) annoying it's awesome and we can hardly wait and we know oh come on in anyone in our family can invite them in anyone can invite them to our backyard anyone we we just do that and it's great so we're just learning but it's we love it what would be a first step for getting closer to your neighbors i feel like i'm bad at it and it seems like you're like super passionate about it and it's just like natural for you yeah was it always natural did you have to grow on it i'm assuming you did you have to decide that yeah you have to decide it's important and you have to decide i had to decide the bible says love your neighbor so mm-hmm. I, I better love my neighbor yeah so how are you going to love it so the way that we did it is or the way that i've done it i've lived in the city now three years or almost three and we said coming into this year winter is really hard because we don't see them but i take a different route down my street, if I ever see a neighbor outside, I just pull over and say, hi, I'm your neighbor and just have a conversation. And like on Saturdays, go outside, walk down my street, pray for my neighbors. Um, but I intentionally go for walks. I can go every day walking through my neighborhood. Yeah. But I, that's what I've chosen to do. I've chosen not to just drive out of my driveway, but to s- stop and talk. Totally. Come home early, make time, make it a priority to be in my community and so that's what we're doing. And I think people just don't do it. Yeah. And I think as soon as it's a priority, you start to go outside and you just meet them. And I think we get weird because in evangelism, it's like you have to go with a motive to try to convert them or something. Yeah. But this, I'm just saying, like, just love them, which mm-hmm. is put their needs ahead of your own, care for them. Yeah. Like, w- w- love them, be kind to them, be gentle, be generous. And I think it's really easy. That's sweet. This is kind of a joke, but it doesn't winter make it really hard. I feel like I don't see my neighbors until it starts to warm up. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, we just, our plan is all throughout spring, summer, fall. We yeah. want to just be outside and coming end of fall. We're really wanting to work on, like, Being do we have numbers? Do we have that stuff so we can just have them in for dinner and cool. be at our home? So hmm. I think we have a natural cycle in our culture and we yeah. need to use the natural cycle yeah i love that amen yeah <laughs> and what's really interesting is like to invite my neighbor to come to church even though i'm the pastor and i th- i think i'm awesome <laughs> didn't see my eyes he just rolled his eyes yeah um to invite him to come but one of my neighbors i i see him he's wearing running gear i'm like mike what are you where are you going do you run he's like yeah like three times a week like, you ever run with people? It's like, uh, no, never. I always kind of wanted to. Saturday mornings, man, I'll pick you up. 8 a.m., we go to the Forks. 
7.33, I leave my house. Let's rip. And then we just hang out and have coffee after with a bunch of people. Are you in? He's like, I've always wanted to run with people. Wow. I'm not working. I'm going to come. And it's just that you just made his dream come true. Maybe, yeah. That's amazing. And it was just a need, right? Yeah. The, they were right beside me. It's like, do you have a bike? He's like, uh, yeah. It's like, do you ever ride it? He's like, nope. Do you ever want to ride it? Yeah, I feel guilty that I don't. <laughs> I'm like, I love riding. You see me go ride all the time. Why don't we go ride together? Oh, man, like I really want to. I just don't know if I can. I'm like, our neighbors here to help each other? Or our neighbors not here to help each other? Oh, to help each other. So do you want me to help you to go biking because you think it'd be good for you? Or you don't want me to ever push it? No, it'd be really good for me to start biking. <laughs> like, is your bike in the garage? No, it's in the basement. You should bring it upstairs. The first step is just get it in the garage. Yeah. So Saturday, we're going to go biking. Sunday, which day are we going? Pretty busy next couple of weeks. Okay, we'll go in three weeks. I think this is loving our neighbors. Yeah. Helping each other. Uh, that's do so it. good. I think it works. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I love that. That's my opinion. Oh. So in community living, that was our that was Kenner and my mission together. We didn't know. We just it was my mission that Kenner said, okay. And we that's where we learned how to be a team. Mm-hmm. We learned how to wrestle. We learned how to be honest. We learned for her to say, like, I'm not liking this. It's too hard. Adam and the boys are too hard. They don't clean up never, after themselves. No, it was never. <laughs> it was the boys minus Adam. The boys are minus too Adam. hard. <laughs> and and it taught us how to die to self. It taught us how to serve without any reward. Yeah. It taught us how to give care. It, and then we'd come back in our corner. We could be frustrated because we both would be at different times. And we wait a second. Did God ask us to? And what? And we'd bring it right back. And when we were going to leave to come to Winnipeg, before we knew that. For like six months, God was starting to speak and saying, like, the transition is coming. We both felt it. And it's a wild part of mission together. Yeah, that's I think I think me being a part of that, even if that mission or that mission of at least the the house mission of what you're doing at that period of time, um, as intentional as you were with with being around us and whatever like it was that family model or the every time I talk about this it feels like I'm like dissing my parents which uh, not at all they're amazing but again it's something different but seeing you just even with yeah with the kids and with Kendra that was super valuable to me and and so even for that part of just just allow like let me be there and see that and and, and understand what uh I don't know like a healthy father looks like and the time you would you would put in I think that's translated to me in the sense like I want to maybe it's part of mission me and Manny both just like you look how much fun we can have as a family. Look how much joy. I mean, my kids are, they're not easy. They're crazy. They're fun. They're amazing. Like it's, but can we, we have experiences. We have, I mean, we have five kids. We have, (laughs) there is a whole stuff, a whole bunch of things to, to pick from that. I am, I can draw from and inspire people to 
like people tell me all the time that uh it's like I don't know how you do so much stuff with your kids I like I love seeing that you do stuff it's like I just put time into it this is right now mm-hmm. this is my my mission is is to invest in these children that's not the the end goal because the whole even the bigger thing is is that within that time into the kids I want oh and I I want that to also be like it's easy you guys gotta do it like we can all do it let's do this together let's have let's be great dads well this is part of the midnight dads club is like you want to be with your kids and get them to bed and all that stuff and still have time for relationship and so you just said no it's a priority where you could just say oh three nights a week you're gonna go hang out with matt and then that's oh it, yeah that and is, your wives would probably your, your wives would probably let you like they'd be like yeah <laughs> sort of yeah maybe not every resentfully let us yeah, yeah. But you're like, oh, there's a compromise. Like, actually, I need you at home because I'm exhausted. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, and then you 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 do it because it's a priority because that's a value for you there. Mm-hmm. And I think I think going through that learning, learning, or even just doing these things intentionally, and then even coming and talking with Mandy about it. Yeah, um, it's good. Like with her, we're all working with the mom's ministry at church. Um us being on this like us parenting together discussing that going through it figuring it out like really going back and forth with each other on that she has like she can process that with me and now she has like some women will come to her and be like i've i don't know how you do it with five children and seem so chill about everything let's it's just like an easy person to come talk to about it right and i think that's and we're both growing in in that approachability and learning how to ex- like talk about and like encourage in that but but I think that is a huge part of what I love to do I I love to sh- show maybe it's just kids I just love kids my whole life whatever yeah. but just show that they're as worthwhile as anything so even like coaching my boys soccer teams like most people like hate that and it gets like, yeah, what do you what do you do with a four year old running around? It's not much. You just like try to you you learn their name, you say you're doing awesome and you have a fun time with them and act like ridiculous so that they enjoy it. But that's I just even me, just like there's lots of days you don't want to do it. I just mm-hmm. feel like I just want to stay home and whatever. But but just going out and just being like these people are worth yeah. investing in. And then you can, I want that to be, you can see that in me that I am willing to put the time in mm. and it's worth it. <clears throat> that's just a, soccer is a tiny little thing of that. But I think that's right. That is what current mission is. I think once the kids get old again, like you were talking about, I think that just has to change, but part of that change is actually that communication that we are actually understanding that like what right now me and Mandy want to be a place where kids will come hang out, have a neighborhood kids can come just chill and whatever. And just be, I don't want to be cool parents, but, (laughs) 
you know, you know what it is. <laughs> I think, I think you're making a point that I'm, I'm thinking through and I just haven't gone this far in my thinking, but I think mission grows and develops and it, it can even shift and change. All that is fine. Um, but I'm, I'm seeing that as like part of the growing of the long haul, but part of it is this, and there's, there's elements of mission, but there's also elements of just fulfilling parts of scripture that are, that are there, like train up your child. Mm. Uh, that is a mission for each parent. Right? Yeah. Like that's, again, it can come to an end. And I think it's just, if, if we make like to be married, well, that can be mission to pursue and be in relationship and you invest all this time that that can be part of it, but then not to have an end. It's like, okay, mm. this is now, mm. this part is accomplished. Okay. God, what, what is, like what's next? Yeah. yeah. We're preparing for grandparenting right, yeah. right now. And that's, that's a part of it. I yeah. think having the neighborhood kids in it's, there's going to be this element of like older adults helping the, the village, the community to train up children. That's biblical. I think you living in our home, when you live with your parents, you were one of the kids. Now, as you become an adult, you get to look in and watch parenting from a different lens. So it's not bad. It's just a different lens. And you get to look at, at parenting that way. And biblically, it's the old are supposed to like inspire or teach mm. or train the young. Yeah. And we're, we're not talking young children. We're just talking younger. So the, the older are supposed to invest in the younger with wisdom and all that stuff. And the younger help to keep the old people passionate and young. What, but there's mm. these elements that happen that I think are important. And when you make marriage, the end goal, you just watch Netflix all night. Oh yeah. Right. Like that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> right. Like is that sort of, are we sort of consensusing or yeah. agreeing? I agree. Yeah. So that's what that's what I think. And I think if we had mission, then you also fulfill like the two people together loving each other so the world can see the love that you have for one another. And I think that also helps. Hmm. And so I think that's just really important and maybe yeah. Yeah. Maybe a value. Throw my real life into it. Me and Joss. We've always wanted four kids. That always sounded like a cool number to us, but we've just been having trouble with number three it's been about three years so now like over the last year just open up the conversation like maybe we're not supposed to have three or four like what does that look like i'm just praying about like is it adoption or is it fostering or is it we just have two kids and now we pour into their friends and we like our house becomes more of the center and we just have tons more kids in our house and we can focus on like we're just tossing all those things around but it's 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 painful. Like we're holding on to this dream we're loosely now and we're like letting it go and we're being okay with that. But it's, yeah, finding where is this mission going? Where is this, what are we doing now? It's not going how I thought it would, hmm. but this is cool. I'm excited to see what happens next. Yeah. Two kids, I can be down with that. Yeah. There again, that perspective gives glory to God. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you can have a plan. Yeah. But actually, God's like, when there's trouble, let it be a chance for joy. He's working something. He's teaching you perseverance. He's developing this thing in you. And then he gets the glory again. Totally. And and now what are you thinking? Uh, adoption or fostering? How awesome if that's, if what he needed to do is give you the dream of four, shut down the womb yeah. and say, <laughs> now now how how is that dream going to be fulfilled? Yeah. That's brilliant. Totally. Like, 
Have you heard that? And that could have only happened on a journey like this. I wouldn't have gone. Of course. Me, Matt, personally, would never have gone straight to adoption or fostering. I had to experience kids and, oh, hey, I like (laughs) kids. Kids are cool. I want more kids. I can't have more kids. What? I wanted more kids. (laughs) Adoption? Oh, okay. (laughs) Have you heard that CFS is now partnering with churches in Manitoba? Oh, no. Like, coolest thing. There's, it's all kind of began. People can participate and be a part. And whenever CFS <laughs> has a need or something that's going on, it gets launched onto this app and it goes to whichever, whoever is the closest church hub to where that need is and the people that are a part of it. And then the need can be mm-hmm. fulfilled. So it could be as simple as one that I heard someone needed a bassinet, uh, a mom needed a bassinet needed a bed of some sort for their infant to sleep in because they didn't have any room. A mom's group at a church was like, we got it. So they go buy a bassinet, make relationship, and then bring so much more as the church comes alongside. And now they get enveloped in this church family. It could be as far as to foster and or adopt. It could be emergency rescue, but the CFS in Manitoba recognizes their need for the church Hmm. because they have not seen this type of extraordinary care Hmm. that is being given because it's different than when you're getting hired or when you're getting paid. It's different when you have a burning in your heart to help the orphan and the widow. And they're recognizing that that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And Manitoba is the first, it's going in the States in a couple places and Manitoba is the first place. They've done a pilot project now of kind of 10 um, kind of groups or something like that, or a few. And now they're, asking churches to come aboard. I think it's the raddest thing. And again, it can be now like part of mission for a church or fulfilling the orphan widow mandate or like to, to care for these things. I think it's brilliant. So as soon as you're saying this, I'm like, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Matt and Jocelyn, I have this idea you should sign up for. And yeah. It's help an with needs. Yeah. yeah. Put the app on your phone. You no. can do this right now. CFS. Yeah. Search it. But I, I just think, again, going back to the mission, Yeah. now all of a sudden there's a f- like something like it. We lived in community. We moved to Winnipeg. We're like, we think our kids are going to bring their friends to our home, and now we need to not have people live with us but have it open. And we've had kids stay night. Mm-hmm. Kids bring their friends home like often. It's just become a place now that we get to be mom and dad for our kids' friends as well, which is awesome. That's so cool. We yeah, I think I think it comes back down. I think he started it with, with like intentionally pursuing what your mission is, whatever stage you're in. And I and I think that's like I the other day, I think Manny was joking about like there was she was holding a tiny baby and she's like I want another one, and I was just like you don't really, but we do have. An eighth seat in the van, so yeah, let's. I mean, I can't have any, so let's uh, let's go foster some some kids. I guess we can only fit one. That's fine. Let's go foster a kid. But she, she was more. just like, like in that moment, and I was like joking, half joking. I mean, it's we do have the seat. Let's do it. But she uh, she just like completely like pulled back because she's like dreamed about that for a long time. And I don't I mean whatever. So we'll see. That's like a who knows six like, children. That's Why a great not? Number. 
Let's go. Let's go to eight. Someone give me a van and I'll, uh, yeah, we can go to eight. I just, I just watched a video yesterday or today of a guy who kind of on this whole pro-life thing that's been going on. He was the 0.01% or whatever of the people that were mom was raped and mom chose to protect a life. And now he's in his twenties and he was adopted by a family that had adopted and or fostered 12 or 14. And they just, there was needs. They just kept adopting. Wow. And his whole story was like, what in the world? And again, it was a family that was like, scripture says this, we have a love for them. Why would the answer ever be? No, we'll, we'll take it. And I was like, yeah, like, not everyone has to do it, but there's but ones that, that there's a, a stirring of God or... And together you're on that same page and we yeah. can go into this. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, because the next it might be something different, but have mission. Yeah, yeah. that's you know? so cool. Well, I feel like kids are such a viewed as such a burden in our society and such a just a whatever, a big task. And they are, but I love it. Why yeah. would you not want to be a part of this mission? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this has been a great discussion. Yes, we're uh, we're burning the midnight oil. It's... Probably have to cut this one into two episodes, three episodes. Yeah, that way we can <laughs> have it, so we're not going like two months between an episode. So we're gonna nail this thing down, and we're gonna get a whole bunch and make it work. We are, but and we're is... gonna do one episode on a boat. Yeah, we are on a boat. There's no question. Fishing I, or just? I said it joking before, so now I'm just saying it on record. I think on record, we also may have said that we're going to one day, maybe off record, but now I'm saying it on record that we're going to do one on a scooter as well. And you and I are going to drive through Winnipeg on my scooter, which will be awkward for two grown men <laughs> with microphones in their faces, riding a, riding a scooter, try not to have air blowing back. But I think... You had a videotape that well, yeah, yeah, there'll have to be course. some a couple GoPros involved in that yeah. one. Yeah. Once we get a little more sophisticated, so that might be next summer. <laughs> Awesome. Guys, I'm honored to have been included in this chat. Thank you. Thank you for joining us and for your insight. Love it. Thank you. It was great. Well, thanks for listening. We will have another episode a lot sooner than this one came. Good night. Good night. Good night. That's just life.